today on Infinity Sports, we're going to be going over some news topics. We had some big trades this week. Going to go over those and then kind of just shoot the shit for a little bit. So we're going to hit the intro and then we'll be back. Welcome back to Infinity Sports. It's D Sully. How are we living, guys? I'm here with Wayne G as always. We appreciate you. How are you living, Wayne? I'm doing pretty good. I love riding shotgun. It's my favorite. Is it? I, it is. I I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I don't love it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, we're on YouTube now to check out all the videos. That's our main platform now. So please like, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Um, gets us to be able to produce better content for you guys. So find us on Infinity Sports uh, Facebook, uh, Infinity Sports on Instagram, uh, and Sports Infinity Five on Twitter. There we go. We got all of them. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify if you do want to listen to us. However, when you watch us, you get to see my beautiful face. You do have to deal with looking at Wayne for a little while, but at least we don't have Jesse on anymore to stare at, right? Uh, <laughs> I think we some uh, really cool graphics, though, so you get to see all those. That's true. You do get to see the great graphics. Uh, Jesse, I love you, dog. I'm just messing with you. Um, uh, actually, really funny, just to start it off and to uh, kick the show off real quick. Did you see uh, Leroy Jenkins uh, with six assists last night? I did not. Yeah. Uh, is it? What did you call him? Leroy what? I thought it was, it was Leroy Hall. It was Leroy Hall. That's it. Leroy Hall. Uh, Leon Jotsaddle had six assists last night. First time it's been done since Eric Lindros in like the 90s, bro. Wow. I know. He's, he's insane. Him and Connor McDavid on the same team isn't fair. I know you don't watch a lot of hockey, but um, – you, you really should catch some Connor McDavid out. He's a, he's a special, special player to watch. And watching him and uh, Dreisaitl play together, it's a lot like watching um, uh, Gretzky and uh, Messier play together, or like Gretzky and another great, you know, all those other guys he played with. I will say, too, if people believe in positive vibes and sending all that stuff out, I have been trying to get Eric Lindros on the show. So if you want to send out some positive vibes, that'd be really cool to get him on. Really? Yeah. Wow, that would be incredible. Let's positivize some Eric Lindros. I love Eric Lindros. It, it's such as Scott Stevens doesn't hit him with the hit from hell. Um, that one you should put in the graphic now that we're talking about Eric Lindros. Uh, Scott Stevens just absolutely levels him, and after that he was never the same. Yeah, he was. I know he was like a big time. His number one overall draft pick. He was like the Trevor Lawrence of the NHL. Like just couldn't miss. This mm -hmm. guy six. Oh eight. yeah, and he was just as good. I mean, I'm telling you, he was every bit of how good he was coming out. Um, he was a uh, uh, the Calder Trophy, which is the Rookie of the Year. Um, he ended up winning a Hart, which is the MVP. Um, and then I'm telling you, that hit happened in his whole career. It just plummeted. I'm telling you, like after that, he was never the same player. I just remember, I think of, you know, I collect sports cards, and I collected sports cards back when he was a rookie. I think, I don't know if Sully was born yet, but um, hey, there, 
the uh, classic that ninety one I think it was uh, classic was these like gray like marble looking borders and they had this one card that was Eric Lindros Rocket Ishmael because um, he was a big deal too and all these different uh, draft guys from that year Larry Johnson I think might have been one of them so classic was the big that was that was Panini before Panini was uh, the classic nice <laughs> oh excuse me um. Yeah, so let's get right into it then. Uh, the uh, the first uh, big deal that went down, the massive deal in my opinion, Matt Stafford on the move to the Rams, which we talked about on the show. Um, we talked about what the Rams might have to, or what the Lions might have to give up, and the Lions would probably have to give up Matthew Stafford in a first probably. Uh, we didn't think it would be number three because that was too high. Well, turns out we were way wrong. Uh, <laughs> the Rams send over Jared Goff, this year's third-round pick, next year's first-round pick, and the year after that's first-round pick for just Matthew Stafford. Yep. What? Crazy. What happened? What? How? What? Did Matthew Stafford turn into the best quarterback in the league and I didn't know it? No, well, it blew my mind because we talked about it, and I thought for sure because Goff is younger and he's got the contract that's a little bit longer. You'd have more control over him, you know. And it's the sixth annual value contract of the year of of anybody's. It, that's I think the big kicker, sixth in AAV. So, and here's the funny thing though, because it's really I think about it two ways. When I first heard it, I said, "Jan, like this is they gave up a ton to get Matt Stafford. Like I don't understand this at all." And then I also said, "I think the Rams are the NFC favorites next year." <laughs> Because of the trade, I, I do too. Um, I mean, which is weird to think. I mean, if they get a, a, like a, if they can sure up that offensive line and free agency, especially, they're going to be scary good. Uh, I mean, their defense is elite. It's arguably the best defense in the league. I mean, Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Ramsey it just are two of the scariest combos at positions that you know are important in the NFL. Um, their offense is very good. They run the football very well. Cam Akers looks like he's going to come and, and be an extremely productive back, and then their trio of wide receivers are extremely talented. Um, I don't know. I think they they. I don't know if they're the favorite. I think they're one of the favorites. But again, I still think they gave up too much, in my opinion. I don't know. I look at you know Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby. He's got a lot of weapons to throw to, which he did not have in Detroit. And I and I love uh, Kenny Galladay. I really do like him. But he's not even—he's like a number two. He's a really good number two, and I feel like going to the Rams. I mean, phew, he just got so many weapons to throw to. I think this could be his best if he stays healthy for the whole year. That's always been the big question with that, yes, right? If he can stay healthy the whole year, I think we're looking at five thousand yards and probably forty touchdowns. See, I don't know if I would—I would go that high because I don't think that's the offense they—they they want to run. I think they want to run the football a little more than that. But I do think this team wins twelve to thirteen ball games if everything stays, you know, how it should and how we think it should. I also think Kenny Galladay is the best receiver on the Rams the day he walks into the, into the Rams football team. So, um, I think Kenny Galladay is easily a top twenty wide receiver in this league. I think he's probably a top fifteen wide receiver. In you don't think league. Cooper Cup and Robert no. Woods are? Cooper no, Cup had 100, think, or 100 receptions like the last two years. Yeah, but again, I think that's like St. Julian Edelman or Wes Welker were top 15 wide receivers in the league or 12. I think it's it's more the system that they play in, I think. Um, I, I think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are both incredibly phenomenal. I just was giving them tons of praise. I think they're incredible. I will not take anything away from them, especially what they do well 
they do extremely well, uh, especially in that Sean McVay system. I just think Kenny Galladay is like I, I really do think he's a true star number one. Like I think he's a, a great player, but I mean that's besides the point. Now Detroit, I mean they make out like bandits. How does how does this team now? Do they take a quarterback at three still? I mean, are, I have them. Or have, they're they're five or six. Sorry, somewhere down there. Yeah. Um, I I have them. I had them taking Zach Wilson. Uh, I believe. Um, man. I don't think there's any way they take a quarterback now, is there? No. Or still they do still and let Jared Goff? Because now, I mean, are they stuck with Jared Goff? You think, or or is there a quarterback battle? Do they draft a quarterback and see what they got? I, I don't know now. I don't think they do a quarterback battle. I think that Jared Goff is the starter. I think drafting a quarterback that high would be a waste. I think that now what you got to do is you got to build around Matthew Stafford because the big issue in you mean Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff, yeah. The big issue in Detroit wasn't Matt Stafford. You know, he's great. It was everything around him. You know, the coaching staff wasn't great. As much as I love Patricia, he just wasn't a great head coach. The weapons weren't great, I didn't feel like. The offensive line wasn't fantastic. The defense really, really wasn't good. So it's there's a lot of things they need to fix in Detroit, and I don't think Matthew Stafford was a problem. I think they got a younger quarterback, a healthier quarterback who can last a little bit longer. From everything that we hear out of L.A., Jared Goff was the quintessential leader. Like He was, he'd run through a wall for you, and he, guys would follow him. So I think that's going to be great in Detroit. So it's just getting players around him at six or five, wherever it is. Again, we talk about Jamar Chase being a wide receiver, Devontae Smith, if they fall that far. Those are guys that I might look at because I think Gallaudet, uh, Kenny Gallaudet is gone. He's not staying. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either, truthfully. Um, I don't know. I, don't th- I still think I'd take a quarterback, if I'm being honest. Just a waste. I don't think it's a waste. Again, I don't. It, I, I, I truthfully believe it, it all depends on their, you know, belief in Jared Goff and if they think he is, you know, has the ability to actually lead this team. I mean, <clears throat> are you trying to be just good enough or are you trying to win a Super Bowl? So I, I don't know. I think Jared Goff, you know, if we think Matt Stafford was the difference maker and Jared Goff wasn't, then I mean, clearly Jared Goff's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I I, I don't know. I, I truthfully don't know. I think Jared Goff has a ton of talent. I think he's a really good quarterback. I like him a lot. I think it's a waste to take a quarterback here because I do think Jared Goff is your quarterback for the next three years. I don't think any of the quarterbacks who are going to be available put you in a better position than Jared Goff does. Again, it depends on how the Lions evaluate those guys and how they evaluate him. But my evaluation is that Jared Goff is better than anybody that's going to be available at six in that position and that they should really look at you know, more skill positions, maybe an edge, a corner or something, but not a quarterback. Again, the issue is at six, like there's just not that much there. We, we, we had this discussion ad nauseum. Honestly, I'm going to bring it up, um, okay. you know, about what the Jets should do um, and should they keep the pick and take a quarterback, take it the best defensive player available, um, take the best offensive player available or trade down um, the, the huge overwhelming favorite is trade down right now um smart play it's not um it's the smart play is to take your quarterback because when are you going to get a chance to take an elite quarterback again next year Uh, well if you're if your strategy is to just continue to try and build and never actually have to take a quarterback then then what the fuck are you doing like i i I don't know four years ago they took number three pick who many considered the best quarterback in the draft when he went when he was in college he was 
phenomenal cover of Sports Illustrated. This guy was elite. Didn't have a great junior year, you know, and he ends up going third in the draft. If he had a good junior year, he goes first. So uber talented quarterback they have now. The problem is he's been under Adam Gase. So you see how he does for a year under Robert Sala. And if he does good, great. I'm glad you stuck with him. Because Robert Sala is a pretty incredible offensive mind, right? No, because he's not Adam Gase. Oh, okay. Who wasn't a pretty credible offensive mind. For all rights. I know he wasn't. I'm just saying, like... I'm saying that the difference is between... Maybe he's just not a good quarterback. Well, Salah is a hands-off offensive guy. He's going to focus on the defense, like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick... I mean, Bill Belichick's never really hands-off on anything. But he does let his offensive guys run the offense, and he's more defense-oriented. Salah is the same thing. So Adam Gates tried to be involved with Darnold, and I think he hurt him. And Adam Gates hurts every quarterback he tries to be involved with. So having a hands-off head coach is going to be a benefit to Darnold. Um, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I, I love Darnold. I, I was probably his biggest fan coming out of the draft. Um, I don't see it. The thing is, too, is is I have Justin Fields rated as a better prospect than Sam Darnold was coming out. So it, it's it's tough for me to not want to take Fields or Zach Wilson here at that point, either one, uh, because I have them both rated higher than I had Sam Darnold. And I think they both have higher ceilings than Sam Darnold. And and I don't know. I, I feel like it just doesn't make sense to me to not – like if you're playing chess, like you 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 keep a queen. You, your queen is your best piece. A quarterback is <clears throat> the queen of the football team, and it just doesn't make sense to play the game without one, in my opinion. I know you can win like that, like especially in chess, you can win without a queen. Sure, it's a lot easier to win with with a queen. And sometimes so. you sacrifice your queen to win because it's not the most important piece all the time. It just is some. It's the most important piece in general, but not on every single move. And so I, I agree. And so that's why I'm thinking the same thing with your quarterback here, the Jets. I like Darnold. Uh, you said you like him as well. I think that they give him another year. Why draft somebody now when you can wait until next year and there's going to be somebody who's just as highly rated? But there isn't. Like, that doesn't happen every year. <clears throat> like, it doesn't. It does like, happen what? every year, though. It doesn't. Eric Fisher will tell you it doesn't. Okay, well, Eric Fisher's wrong. What, what do you mean? Eric Fisher was the number one pick of the Chiefs because there was nobody there worth taking. Okay, Courtney Brown was the number one pick for the Browns because there was nobody there worth taking. That's what I'm saying. So it happens. Years do like that happen. And then what? Then you're stuck again for another year? Like, it's just you take a player who's elite when there's a player who's elite. Like, so what? So so let me tell you this. So the Jags should pass on Trevor Lawrence and trade down because their team's not No, because there's different levels of prospects. And it's like we've talked about Trevor Lawrence is comparable to Shaquille O'Neal if we're going to talk about basketball, right, Or, or Tim Duncan. They can't miss. You have to take them at one. But to me, Justin Fields is Christian Leitner. You know, he's really good. He could be a really good pro, but he's not a can't miss pro. And so if there's that's the guy you don't pass on. You don't pass on a can't miss quarterback. But a could be great quarterback, I can pass on those guys for two can't miss offensive linemen or an offensive lineman and a running back or a wide receiver or whatever it is you can trade back. But nobody in the draft is a can't miss player. Other than other than Trevor Lawrence and Penesul, so if you trade back, you're not getting Penesul. You're not. Okay. That's fine. So then you're not getting a can't miss player. So then you're gambling on a player. Why wouldn't you gamble on the most important player? Because eighty plus eighty is one sixty. So if a player is a ninety, you just got one sixty for a ninety. But you didn't because the ninety, if he's a quarterback, is actually worth infinitely more than two eighty prospects will ever be worth. 
especially this year, when if you don't believe in Darnold, there's like 15 quarterbacks available via trade. Well, 13 now that those two got traded for each other. But there's 13. But that's trade. different. That's different. That's different. If you address your quarterback position by grabbing a Gardner Minshew to the Jets and say, okay, this we're either going to go Sam Darnold, Gardner Minshew, then by all, 100% trade back accumulate picks, that's a total different argument. That's a yeah, different argument. And, and I agree with not letting Darnold be unchallenged, and I mean, have some, but not using that draft capital to challenge him. Challenge him with a free agent. See, I don't know. I think, I mean, I guess, fine, I guess that's okay. I would prefer, I guess, to challenge in that way. I mean, I don't know. I think very highly of Justin Fields and Zach Wilson both. Um, but, you know, again, it, it is all a crapshoot. I understand that. But you're gambling on players in, in, in either case. And unless you're getting – and there isn't a Chase Young in this draft. There isn't. Like, like we had that argument, um, and, and you brought up a great point. Yes, if Chase Young's in this draft, sure. And, and, you, and you believe in that. And that, that's like the one kind of position I think you can pass on, a, on an elite quarterback for is an edge player. Um, other than that, like even like Penny Sewell even, like I don't think he's – I have him graded infinitely higher than both Fields and, and Zach Wilson. Not infinitely, but I have him graded higher than them. <clears throat> um, but again, I'm taking Fields because the positional value is so much different and so much higher. Uh, I, I mean, I understand how important quarterback is. I'm not trying to diminish that. I'm just saying that for me, and we've had this conversation oh, on a number of – I believe in building from the inside out, and it starts with the offensive and defensive line. And I'm not saying that you know if your court if your best quarterback on your roster is uh, Johnny Manziel, you know that you don't address <laughs> the quarterback position in the draft. I get but you. I'm, but I'm saying that <laughs> the Jets Sam are, Donald is good enough for you. Good enough for me to take offensive or defensive line over a quarterback. Uh, I hear you. My issue being then is there isn't a defensive lineman worth taking in the top probably ten. Um, and then beyond that, I don't think if they move out of two, they're going to get Penny Sewell, who is, you know, the, the only campus offensive line prospect. I do agree that, you know, if you're if you're building and then multiple needs need to be addressed in the and in the same way you I talk about gambling on a player, you know, if you get more players, the chances are you're going to hit on one of those. Yeah. Um, so there is that flip side of that coin. I agree. It's just I don't know. I will. I fall into the camp of until you have a quarterback you think can win the Super Bowl and you take one until you have that chance. So But you but, won't even know if he's a quarterback that can win the Super Bowl for the first three years of his career. I disagree. Like like nobody nobody everybody on the planet when Kyler Murray came out was like, okay, that kid has the chance. If he puts it all together, that kid has the chance. And that's more what I even though he went five and eleven. You know, Justin Herbert, everybody looks at that team and says, Oh, okay, that team's got a shot. You know, Justin Herbert's a really talented guy. He can play the quarterback position. <laughs> Joe Burrow, same kind of player, you know, things like that. Um, damn, that kid's got a shot. I got into an argument with the kid on Facebook, an argument, I don't, I don't mean that, a discussion, and he brings up the Tua thing. And it's like, well, Tua, you don't actually think he can win you a Super Bowl. So I don't think. So, yes, your team went 10-6, and six, <clears throat> but then you're in that perpetual 20 range, which is where you don't want to be in football is drafting between 15 and 21. I'm not going to lie that – if I'm a general manager in the NFL, I pray that the Dolphins don't think Tua can win a Super Bowl because I think he can. I agree. I don't know where that talk is coming from. I don't see – I guess, 
you know, there were those reports that the uh, that the locker room wasn't behind him or something like that. Um, but I don't know how how much truth is in that or anything. I think he can play the game. I think if you put an offense, he was putting an offense that was not built for him to succeed. To be fair, so. All right, so now we're going to move away from football to your probably your least favorite topic, and that's baseball. Oh, hockey and, would be my least favorite. Oh, hockey would be your least favorite. Yeah, I know, Leon Hall. <laughs> um, and Nolan Arenado, uh, arguably a top five player, not arguably a top ten player, you can't argue that, um, is on the move from the Rockies to the St. Louis Cardinals for essentially a bag of Skittles, and they paid them $50 million to take him. Um, I, I don't know. This trade's wild to me. The, the total details aren't out. They've agreed in principle. Um, the deal can't be exactly solidified. But reports are they're not even losing their number one prospect in Nolan Gorman or their, their next draft pick in Jordan Walker, who is this stud player. Um, and they're not going to have to give up a lot. And they ended up paying $50 million. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how other teams let this happen. Like, if that's all they had to give up, why weren't other teams in on this? I'd be curious. I don't know anybody's stats from last year i know it was a shortened season i don't know how he did if they felt like he was in the decline because i know he signed a huge 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 extension with colorado and that may be why they had to send money just to kind of cover some of that money yeah Yeah. so i think that i don't know how he did last year or the year before and if he's trending downwards and obviously i don't think he's trending upwards because i didn't really hear about him last year although he was also in colorado so I, i don't know i'd have to see his stats and i didn't really look him up Nice. I love it. Um, Nolan Arenado is definitely not trending down in any way. He's only 29, which is essentially your prime in baseball. Um, <clears throat> he hits, uh, yeah, essentially what he does. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. He hit 315 last year uh, with, a, uh, with a 380 on base percentage. So, uh, yeah, he did pretty well. Oh, no, that was the year before. Sorry, the, the short season. Uh, and he was actually hurt too. He hit 253, so he didn't play any great ball. So that is trending down. But the year before that, like I said, he hit 315, 380, and was actually like an MVP candidate. So he's definitely not trending down in any way. I don't know how this this happened. It, it blows my mind. Well, if he went from 315 to 258 or whatever it is, then. <clears throat> well, that was literally that's an outlier. He was hurt. I mean, the guy hits. 294, 309, 297, 315, and then he got hurt and hit 253. So it wasn't like, I mean, that's clear. That's not trending downward. That's, hey, man, the guy got hurt. It could be that, but apparently the Rockies don't think it's that. Uh, I don't know if it's that. He wanted out. He mentioned, he said, I'm not playing for you. Like, get me out of here immediately. I think it was more they wanted him out, and, and he wanted out more than anything. But regardless of the fact, it's wild to me. So. Yeah, I am surprised, like you said, what did the other teams offer or what do they think about this? Especially because the Cardinals, great baseball town. Everyone always says it's an awesome baseball town. But, I mean, really like a team like the Dodgers, the Padres, who are just going all in this year. You know, they didn't – The know, Mets. The, yeah, all these teams with big money, the Yankees, nobody yeah. offered more than, you know, a couple lower prospects. That's 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 what I can't seem to figure out. Now, I know they've been in negotiations for quite some time, um, so maybe it was just kind of, hey, we were in negotiations with you. We'll just – I don't know how that works, um, but I can't believe it. it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, hey, good for the Cardinals. They got a steal. So, And then good for you. Dustin Pedroia finally retired. Oh, my goodness. After his, his, his 27-year uh, contract finally came to an end. 
It's insane to me, dude. They were paying him so much money to just not even show up and play baseball. Yeah, I mean, it was actually a reasonable contract. I mean, I think it's fifteen million a year or something like that. But it was like a, it was literally a fifteen-year contract or a ten-year contract. It was yeah. ridiculous because yeah. it was very team-friendly. When he signed it, everyone was like, "Oh man, he signed for ten and one fifty. He could have gotten way more than that." And it seemed like so much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen years later, it's like, God damn, is he still on our team getting paid $15 million? I would never retire if I was him. I'd just keep getting <laughs> collecting the checks. Just collecting checks. Like, I you know what, guys? Just give up. Yeah, I feel like I think I'm going to give it one more year, guys. <laughs> gonna... yeah, I feel healthy this offseason. Yeah, exactly. We're going to give this one another shot. Man, I can't believe that. I'm trying to think of like another player that's like dragged it out. Like, I, I, like doesn't doesn't somebody still pay Pablo Sandoval? God, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of those guys. I mean, I think. Well, we know the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla, right? <laughs> yeah, for a long time. The Reds still pay Griffey. Um, yeah, the Red Sox are still paying Man. Yeah, uh, that's pretty normal. It's uh, it, that's not terrible, but yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's a rough. And I think David Price is going to be one of those contracts because I mean he signed for seven years and two ten, and after year two, you're like, oh, we have five more years of this. We <laughs> yeah, exactly. to him. It's like God, is he still on our team? Speaking of five more years, do you see Brady come out and say he wants to play past forty five now? Hey, all right. If you can go to the Super Bowl every year, why wouldn't you? I know, right? And I mean, uh, it's like I wish I could remember. I was telling a friend of mine. There was uh, – I saw a, uh, an article about a uh, the strength program and the conditioning program in New England and things like that during their dynasty. And the strength coach at the time when he was asked, he goes, how often do you see Tom Brady in your locker – in like the workout room? And he goes, who? <laughs> and it's like because he would never, ever, ever see Tom Brady. Um, but, I mean, because he's always doing his own thing. And it's like, you know, he's never lifting weights and doing shit like that. Uh, so, but man, I mean, God, could he really play? I mean, the, the decline has to happen at some point, does it not? At some point, but it won't be falling off a cliff, like Max Kellerman said. I think it's, you know, this year he had, like you said, he had 4,000, 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns. I mean, at least Peyton Manning, his last year, I mean, we all knew it was his last year. He had like 20 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Even the Super Bowl, he had zero touchdowns, one interception. He just looked bad. Brady still looks good. So until you go out there and you have that 20-touchdown season, just keep going out there and play. Yeah, but you mentioned Peyton Manning's season, and he fell off a cliff. Like it was – Tom Brady, you don't think – I think Tom Brady is going to – and I don't think Tom Brady wants to fall off a cliff. That's the big thing to me. That's the kicker. I think Tom Brady wants to go out on top like a god. and Well, then he would retire if he wins the Super Bowl. See, but I don't think yet. I think he I think he feels for one, I think he's still playing peak ball. So I think the moment he feels like he isn't playing peak ball, I think will be that time. And I don't think it'll be like a cliff. I think it'll be like next year if if he goes out and and wins it, I think he's done done for sure. Unless he throws for forty five touchdowns and four thousand yards and I, I guess, but man, I don't see, I don't see that. If I'm being honest, nobody saw this. It's, it's, it's. I saw anomaly. this. What are you talking about? I called this yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. exact stat line. It's just nobody, <laughs> nobody knows what he can do. It's, it's just crazy. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see him falling off a cliff. I think it would be a slight decrease if you say he wants to go out like a god. He retires after this year, he, which he, I, I mean, think he does actually. If I'm being honest, it, it's 
the Barry Barry Sanders went out like on top because three years after he retired, he still had teams saying, "Hey, you want to come back and play?" <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah. he was twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, Brady at least he's he's forty five. So I mean, he can call it at any time, and everyone will be like, even even if he has a little bit left, and that's that's what Kobe wanted to do. I think Kobe stayed a year or two too long, but that's what that's what he had wanted to do was kind of go out when after you retire, everyone's like, "Oh, I feel like you have one more year in you." Yeah. You know? And I think that Brady's going to wait until nobody's saying that. See, I don't know. I think he might want that. I think he might want the ability to, like, you know, be that secret quarterback that says, well, reportedly Tom Brady getting phone calls from, you know, so-and-so a year after retirement. Um, I mean, if he – I mean, obviously, it'd be a fairy tale if he, like, drives down and beats Patrick Mahomes in the last minute of the game or something. I mean, I'd retire. Shit, I'd – Go up, I'd make out with Giselle Bunchen, pull my mask off, make out with Giselle Bunchen, and then be like, I'm retiring. But he's not that guy. That's just the I thing think is, he is that guy. I don't think so. I think Brett Favre was that guy. John you know, Elway was that guy. Yeah, those guys. That he just seems like he just loves to play the game of football, and he'll he play does as long love as he loves to play the game of football. That is true. And not everyone does. I think he'll play as long as I don't think he's craving like the guys like Favre or. You know, L.A. were he's very much like Montana, just very unassuming, and you know he's like, yeah, I'm, he doesn't call himself the great. You know, I think that, that makes him uncomfortable, and I believe that when he says that. When he's like, hey, what do you think when somebody says you're the greatest of all time? He's like, I, I don't like when people say that. Like, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Hmm. I hear you. I don't know. Whereas you know, Brett Fire would have been like, well, you know, they got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is also a cocky son of a bitch, too. So, <laughs> but, well, that's it for me. All right. You want to throw it to Kenny? You're running the ship. Yeah. I mean, you know, this shit's, uh, I think it's over, Kenny, right? What are we feeling? It's over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. 